future in my life I can't foresee. Unless, of course, I stay on course and keep you next to me. There will always be the kind that criticize. But I know, yes, I know we'll be all right. I don't think that's how it goes. I've never heard it. This time I'm ready to run, run. Well, how about that? That's award-winning 4-H Club members One Direction. And if it's what I whispered into the pocket of my lucky teal suit coat that I've worn in live shows since 1985, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And today we find ourselves in the company of another... And in the lovely home of comedian, sketchwriter, and performer, she's on a house team at the People's Improv Theater in New York City. That's where we do our shows. <laughs> and uh, she's a brilliant presence on Twitter, Lisa Vikingstad. Yes. Hello. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. Good. Well, you have a last name that makes me want to say Lisa Vikingstad. Like, really, <laughs> yes. go. I don't do voices, but that would be a lot of fun just to have. Do, do you do that? Yeah, it's fun to have people just want to scream my name, like... <laughs> Just as a, just because it'll scare other people. Yeah. It does. It frightens them a little bit. No, I mean like they'll do it to scare me. They'll be like <laughs> Viking stud. I'm like Jesus. Oh right, call attention. <laughs> well, it gives the, it gives the sense that uh, uh, it con- kind of conjures a beautiful wooden uh, a warship or something Ooh. in my mind when I hear it. So that is a little spooky too, <laughs> isn't it? Were your parents boat builders? Um, n- well, my. Uncle in Norway has like a a boat that he kind of like lives on. I knew it. So he, I don't know if he built it, but I think maybe. Also a Viking stud. Yes. Yeah, in Norway, you'd yeah. have to be. Yeah, all my relatives are in Norway. We were like related to like Leif Erikson or something. Really, it seems like a made up name. Really? Yeah. No. Like a character who was from Norway <laughs> would be called Viking stud, just as like maybe a temporary placeholder. There's a f- uh, famous hockey player named Tor Viking stud. Oh sure, yes, he would have Tor. That's a nice name, Tor. Tor. <laughs> I like it. And of course, we're here with the rabbits. The rabbits are here. Yes. Dennis. Dennis. And, and what's a peanut? And a, a pancake. Pancake, yes. <laughs> Just huddled there quietly, uh, staying away from the strawberry. Well, we're having a little rain as we're recording this, aren't yeah. we? And um, uh, I tell you something. Do you, you're okay with the rain? Uh, no. You seem a little down. I don't like it. I don't like carrying umbrellas. <laughs> no? They're too, too much to carry. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I will often walk out with no hood and no, I mean, a jacket, but I won't have the hood. And then I have the umbrella, but I'll keep it wrapped up because I don't like to deal with the, it's a lot to navigate, isn't it? Through the streets of New York City and the subways and things. That's why I only buy like cheap ones because I know I'm going to leave it somewhere because it's just too much. Tell me where to buy an expensive one. (laughs) They're all cheap around (laughs) here. Even the expensive ones are cheap. They collapse right away, don't they? Yeah. Well, something that I enjoy about the rain I'm going to share with you, and that's secondhand smoke in the rain. Something about that. I had to duck out for a panini run this afternoon for some lunchtime snacking, and there, as I turned out of our lobby entrance, there was a woman in a long copper-colored trench coat. It matched her hair. With it, she had a leopard print scarf, and all the lines around her mouth gathered like tributaries to a mighty river, the delta of which was her puckered, bright coral lips as she took a drag on a long cigarette. I was in love, Lisa. I was in love. Have you ever seen a sight like that that just stopped you in your tracks and made your heart go all a flitter? Yeah, I think so. Or a flutter. A flutter. I think that's the right term. Yeah. Um, ne- never in the rain, though. I like don't like to pay no. attention to anything around me in the rain. I you... just try to get A to B as good fast as possible. Good for you. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll like shove people more than usual on the street if it's raining. If it's raining. It affects yeah. your entire mood, doesn't it? Yeah. But, I mean, it makes you happy, though, it seems. If I get a little dose of that secondhand smoke, I'll be all right. Did you ever smoke? No. Me neither. Stay away from really? it. Really? Yeah. You've never tried it? Uh, no. I've, I smoked a cigar a couple times and a pipe. Okay. Yeah, people know. People find out I don't smoke, and they're like, we're not letting you smoke. I'm like, well, that seems weird. Little, and, yeah. you know, they were like, in college, someone was like, okay, like, try it once. And then I started coughing immediately. I was like, well, I might as well try it. Just to see if I would, and I just never wanted it. I was like, wow, this seems terrible. This sounds like this it would is. hurt me a lot. I always got very queasy. Mm, really? Yeah. I once had one of those cigars, and I was at a party, and we were having some whiskey like we are tonight, by the yeah, way. We're uh, enjoying so some famous grouse uh, here. Oh, I'm going to be a scotch person. 
pairing the podcast. That'll make you enjoy a rainy day. Yeah. Anyhow, we're at this party. I was out there in San Francisco, and uh, I had uh, been separated from my wife at that point. And a gal asked me to drive her home, and I thought, well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> and so I did, but feeling a little green myself. And, and then I get in the car, and I was quite, quite uh, woozy. And I let her out, and she said, well, do you want to come in? I said, mm, I better not. And I drove to the end of the block, and I just was sick, just sick, all in the car. I tried to get out through the window. I had to clean it with Febreze the next day. It was a bad scene, so don't smoke, kids. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. That should be a commercial for not smoking. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> just like, you'll be cocked block by smoking. That's great. It's great. It's yeah. a really good Yeah, do that. Well, let's put a pin in that and come back. <laughs> so what I'd like to do today in this episode, something I think that I've been trying to do with the program all along, but what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of great comedians, and uh, uh, many of them are women, just by sheer, <laughs> just how it happens. And uh, they're all at different stages of their career. Some of them are on the cover of Time Out this, this last week. Did you see it? I uh, know. Oh, Time Out's got a bunch of great uh, uh, people who have been on this program. Some may be oh, on, wow. the, on the program in the future. Anyhow, funniest women in New York, something like that. That's awesome. You'll get on it. Anyhow, uh, what I want to do today, <laughs> I'm talking to you, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it feels as if you are somebody who's at the, at the kind of the beginning of your career. Does it um, feel like that, or do you feel advanced in, in where you are? Um, no, I feel, I feel like I'm at the beginning kind of like I don't really think – uh, I think I've been taking classes since I was like 16, 17 um, at, at like UCB and at places like that. And I just did that all throughout college and, and a little bit of high school. And just I kind of always saw that as like this is when I'm learning how to be funny. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be able to like be just knowledgeable enough to be like this is my voice. Let me run with it. And you're a, a, a woman in her early 20s or something, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. So, I think uh, I look 16, but... No, I think... Well, I don't know. I've lost all... Pers I can't tell how old anybody is. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, what I'd like to do is get a sort of audio portrait of you mm. right now at this moment uh, and what it means to be a 20-something woman from Long Island. Is that right? Yes. A and with a, a rich Norwegian as, background. As, um, no, we're not... They're not rich. They're like... Poor, probably. No, no, I meant the, the history is rich, oh, regardless yeah. of what they what they've done with their boats. Yeah. But uh, uh, and because I will never have the experience of being that twenty uh, something woman from Long Island getting into well, sketch comedy. I don't identify as Long Island really. Like <laughs> we'll leave that out. New Yorker. Uh, yeah. Twenty something New Yorker yeah. uh, doing comedy. I mean, unless reincarnation works, we'll see. I'll probably come back yeah. as a snail. <laughs> Do you believe in that stuff? Uh, no. Not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. Well, let's get your perspective on your experience of this moment, because uh, I am genuinely fascinated about how people do this. You, you did grow up there. You might not identify with out there, yeah. but you grew up out there, and it was an okay childhood? No. No? Difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty difficult. Just like, you know, the normal, um, just like single mom kind of deal, and like I had a bunch of brothers, so it was also always like... You do you as long as you, I'd like, my only rule was I had to learn to read music and then just like go to college. That was it. Like that was my all That I was had what to you do. were charged with. And yeah. did, that, did that result in you uh, retreating um, into your own artistic pursuits or? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, also because like my brothers would always like, I'd be like, oh, I want to be one of the guys like and have fun too. And like, they'd never let me. So I'd be like, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. And that would be... Would, um, manifest as what writing or doing like performing? video we would just i would just as like a little 15 year old like just grab my two friends i had and like go do weird things on camera video like, yeah and at that point because i'm uh, fuzzy on the timeline uh at that point the internet is a place where you can put stuff or no it was uh like just at that point maybe like it had probably youtube i think it came out in 2003 maybe um uh, but Sometime i think it had been right. maybe around for like two years maybe yeah so but you were aware of it we were it existed it, yeah. as a, as a thing. We didn't think to put it online. That's how new it was. That it wasn't like a thing. Oh, definitely everyone puts it online. It was just something that we would make to like watch ourselves and laugh at. And just we literally did it for fun. We never even thought like of places to put it. And what was the stuff? Um, it would be like us doing like man on the street things. Um, we'd go into like shops until we got kicked out. We'd go ask strangers on the street things. We'd um, do like parodies of like America's Next Up. 
America's Next Top Model and like all these weird shows that were just coming out. Three beautiful women just, stand before me. No, we were But only one fuck, of you. Though. No, but that's the, the top model. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? You, you have to we do were that. three women, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> and, so, and were you also characters or you were yourselves? We were characters, yeah. yeah. We would always be characters. But you had a fearlessness then about going into the street. Yeah, well, I mean, I had, the friends I had were just like, they, that's, was their mindset. We'd be like, I'm going to do something weird. I don't really care. And I'm like, oh, I love that. Let's do it. And who had the camera? Um, I bought a camera and I would get like my twin brother to like come around with us. If we wouldn't, if one of us wouldn't hold the camera, like we'd get him to. You have a twin brother. I do. Oh, wow. Does he live in the city? No, he lives on Long Island. Oh, good. Yeah. Is he all right? He's cool. Yeah, he's great. (laughs) Good. Can you feel him when something's going wrong? No. You have any of that twin stuff? No, we wanted to, but we're like, oh, like, can you? He's like, it just doesn't ever work. No, you have to be identical for that stuff to happen. Oh, you're fraternal. Yeah, well, it's like is boy and girl. That, oh, that like, that doesn't work. Yeah, because like when identical are like always one the same. egg, it's it's uh, uh-huh. it's split into two. It's the same DNA, but if it's two eggs, it's different genders. It's always. I feel like I should know that. No, I don't think everyone. <laughs> I a just lot don't of spend a lot that. of time thinking about it. Yeah, I wouldn't if I wasn't a twin. No. I don't have any siblings. So you know what's I'm, funny? That's how I am. I forget I'm a twin, and um, he, <laughs> don't tell him. <laughs> no, he he had done an ancestry.com DNA test to figure out what you are, um, yep. and he got like certain percentages of things, like Norwegian and a bunch of other things, and he sent it to me in a text. I was like, God, damn, I want one. Like, why couldn't I take it? He's like, Lisa, this is you too. Like, this is also you. And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should share you'll share a little entry on there right yeah so I just I just screenshot it and like cropped out his name and I was like this is mine oh that's great and was it interesting to go to look back at that yeah I have like 3% West Asian and 1% yeah. something Latina <laughs> I but think that shows British and, and like Scandinavian mostly yeah all up in there yeah in those islands what are you are you German and Irish I'd say it's an interesting guess I think uh, uh, mostly uh, um uh, British, a little oh, Irish, yeah. you got the Scottish, pretty much right up in that region, and then <laughs> that's it. And a lot of folks came down through Canada, so I, I honor my Canadian ancestors oh, wow. uh, that way in a special ceremony every year. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I want to <laughs> go. Not that I like to talk about. So um, <laughs> was, uh, was there a family member that you admired who was funny, or you were really this band of girls that you were with? Um. I think I I just like didn't like being on Long Island at all, so I just kind of just <laughs> I did like my friends, but we yeah. we just were like, what are we doing this summer? And I I found like um, it was Second City, New York. You know, it wasn't it's not here anymore, but they have uh, or at least they did at the time had a summer program, and I found this. I was like, I just want to do more stuff. I want to make this a thing, and I found like this you know three week everyday thing and I was like let's do this and they all did it with uh, with me and like it was this thing where we realized like oh wait people our age are cool they're just not on Long Island they're in the city oh my god <laughs> this is crazy how do we connect with them yeah so then I just realized kind of I was like yeah definitely I'll be the person I'll be like I'll be going to school in the city I'll be doing this in the city you know and so do you made the decision to go to college in the city yeah. no you went to well I went to SUNY Purchase for one year and I realized it was just I thought because oh it's right next to the city I'd be able to go there all the time and no. I did go like yeah. every weekend but I was just like this is not close enough and I need to be in the city so then I went to City College up in Harlem. Oh yes. Yep. Well, backing up a little bit, were there were there um, influences that you saw yeah. out there as a young person that even like introduced you to comedy, or what? Even beyond that, what was your show? Growing up, what was the show you had to watch, regardless um, of whether it's funny or not? I think we yeah we definitely watched SNL. We loved Weekend Update. And Weekend Update was your thing. Just yeah, it was really <laughs> our thing. And like that's that probably sounds like I'm so like. Weird. I don't know. No, um, I think it sounds like you're specific, and you yeah. lock into a kind of delivery and comedy. Well, we would do that in like class projects. We would do like weekend update things, right. and we, you know, we would just watch it for that Tina and Jimmy interaction, and we would just love. Oh, those what were was your going anchors. Yeah. That was like right when that was happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. And d- and so, uh, so were you, did you, you would do these kind of fake news things at the school? Yeah, like we would do that. About just for the school or about any current events? Any or literally ripping off 
weekend update? Um, <laughs> never ripping off, but um. well, I don't know. We would do some things at, at the schools, and we would uh, do just word for word, <laughs> <laughs> just put in a teacher's name or something. And they probably didn't know at all, and they're just like, "Wow, this kid's really funny." No one knew. You just got a lot of applause. <laughs> it was fine. I, it was, I wish I could do it now. <laughs> now some they'd be like, do. <laughs> "Do you like hold up serious?" Oh, and they'd be like, mm, "It would be a I don't problem." Know what that is, but. Um, I remember just from like any age, at any point that we could do a paper or a project, we would do a video project. And we would always be doing like reenactments of like Romeo and Juliet. Let's do Romeo and Juliet, but like weird. And yeah. let's make all these side gags. So it's like that. I think just being the weirdos at school or being the weirdos that like we didn't have many friends was like, let's just do some weird shit. Like, let's just That's do that. That's interesting. So the environment was uh, conservative enough. Yeah. To drive you to find that kind of thing, that outlet so. for yourself, because it, was, it wasn't being given, it wasn't going to happen for you. Yeah, we'd always be told like you're the weirdos, so like that's encouraging. You're weird. That, yeah, that's a nice school yeah. environment to be in. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying horrible, and then I said terrible, so yeah. it was like hor- ter- horrible. Yeah. I just thought it was an accent, but I liked no. it. Um, well, and and was was just because I'm trying to, as we talked about a little bit right when I got here, uh, just we we're trying to figure it all out. Was social media already in place then? I don't think so. No, that was not part of the awareness. If someone had said the term social media, we would have been like, oh, that's a, that's not something we hear all the time. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, definitely, YouTube was like just happening as right. like a came huge later, thing. I guess. Came a couple years after. Yeah, that. yeah. Not everyone had like a YouTube thing or, or anything. It would it'd be like. I definitely think so. We have, Facebook had just come out, like as yeah. well as allowing us to be a part of it. Because I remember it started out as just for people from Harvard being able to, and then it was just for people in college. And then right. it's like, right. then we were like, oh wait, we can also. And, <laughs> and then yeah. what happened? I think, yeah, that was <laughs> what weird. a mess. I remember being. I found my roommates via Facebook for for my first year of college, and that was the worst thing ever because <laughs> they were like cokeheads, and I had no idea. And they ended up, like, smashing my roommate's guitar. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. What did you do? You get I out went, of that situation? I went to another floor. They, they were like, we, ha- we have an extra bed. Move up here. Good. And I was like, yeah. I'm glad. I'm happy to. I, I don't want to. Like an animatronic I don't dinosaur like things to happen like that. Did you have a princess fra- phase growing up? What does that mean? Like, were you real into the Disney princesses or when, as, a, as a child? No. 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 I don't know why I asked that question. Just, again, I'm trying to get the timeline understood. I Wait, I didn't know people had that. Now as it's a, a kind of a thing where where the young children will have a, a they will really take on they the whole princess. They are that per, that princess. Yeah. yeah. Huh. There's a three thousand Elshes and everything <laughs> running around for that. But anyhow, so college it was eventful for you. What was your area of study? Um, I was a first I was a new media major, and then I realized that wasn't digital media, which I thought it was. And it was more like taking old, like anything and turning it into another uh, technology. And that was kind of weird. And I was like, let me not do that. So I went to City College for first electronic design multimedia. And then um, just because I got a scholarship for that. And then I was like, can I transfer my scholarship to English? And they were like, all right. So I was like, yes. Because I knew it would be easier than that. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, if I want to do like comedy, I can't right. have like a graphic designing career. Because that's like way too hard to learn. But I could write sketches yep. and turn it into like a story for a class right which is what i did <laughs> and you still do you still keep that that active the writing part um, i mean i know with the sketches and all that but a longer form writing of interest to you it's of interest to me but i can't do it well <laughs> like i've never been able to as if i had like oh this story 12 pages like i can't i just can't do it i can't have it last that long it's really weird i don't know everyone else is like oh i went like 26 pages i'm like how do you write more I know. than five well, well, I want to come back to that too because that was my—I was always my issue with sketch writing—is that I could do like a good one pager, like a visual sight gag would yeah. be the thing, but then to actually like do these longer scripts, it would just fall apart. Mm. By page five, it was like this doesn't really exist. <laughs> Put it out of its misery. Sometimes I have trouble with long versions now, even just trying to understand how something's going to work. But um, but we'll come back as we talk about sketch writing, mm. uh, possibly. Um, uh, and, when, and so you were coming into the city a lot while you were up there, or you moved? Well, you came down to City College, so you were yeah. here. Yeah, so I was in Harlem. Yeah, I was in Manhattan, okay. Upper Manhattan, and still taking the classes since yeah. it already Always. started. Like, Always. If, if I never, I think the longest I had gone was a few months without like being in 
um, a class, um, and I would always feel like antsy because I'm like, I'm going to lose whatever I've learned. You know, if I was in improv 201, it's like, I don't feel comfortable starting to a 301 yet. Cause I took like four months and it's like, I kind of need to get back into it really fast. And was it a good group of people that were in there with you? Yeah. I mean, I always felt kind of like, Oh, are they going to think I'm just like doing this for, you know, not serious. Cause I'm like, this kid, you know, if I'm this kid, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know, were there older people? Because well, I class? couldn't go out and drink with everyone. I felt oh, awkward, and they'd yeah. be like, "Why can't you come out and drink?" I'm like, "Because I can't legally drink." Right, that would be inappropriate for that <laughs> to happen. So I would try to, to go if it was like Triple Crown, where they don't. It's like a bar and restaurant, so they don't card you to get in. But it, I remember in like a sketch two hundred one, it was the first time where I could go out with people at, um, after a class. Because I was like t- finally twenty one, I'm like this is awesome that I don't have to worry about like making up an excuse why I can't hang out after. Right. Well, that's such a key part of it too that I think goes uh, maybe unnoticed or unremarked upon is that you have to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Like whenever uh, young people write to me and they say, "Dale, how <laughs> how can I be a successful podcaster and do live shows for ten people in a basement?" I say, "You got to <laughs> hang out. You got to go where the talent is." But also, uh, you have to be basement. around where 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 the people are that are doing interesting things. If you go to some of the shows, whether it's UCB, the pit, wherever, hang out afterwards because yeah. those the people that you want to have access to are going to the bar. Yeah, and also they're just like awesome people. Exactly. Usually. And then well, if you can't, some. if you don't hang out, then like they'll be like, oh, what? They don't think I'm awesome? And right. you're like, no, I do. I just like don't want to let you know how old I am. But it's also part of the uh, part of the deal is that you need to be part of the social scene and part of the social fabric, which is going out and having a drink with somebody. Yeah. I mean, I... I think it, as long as you're, if you were doing it just to do that, I think people would be like weirded out by that. You're like, oh, that's no, well, no, no, you don't want to be a social, you need to have a life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They tell me, but, (laughs) but, uh, you know, you want to be, you want to, well, I'm obligated to be here. But I feel like that is a, I I know I'm talking about, uh, my experience too much but I feel like uh, one of the things that I have an issue with is that I did uh, some of the UCB stuff out in LA Mm, and then I came out here and I'm not really part of the mix I'm not a part of the scene in any meaningful way other than what it is that I do and I have great interaction with people but I'm not embedded in the same way I didn't come up with a group Mm. the same way I did earlier and in earlier uh, iterations of my career of course I mean I was successful husband and wife team Aww. touring all over the country before things broke up but that's um uh you oh, know no. we, we'll see we'll see that's good like um you know if it was bad it's good that it ended yes i'm no i'm coming to terms with that yeah <laughs> i've had a lot of time to process it <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, people also, you know, they say, "Well, what's the map? How, how do you get there? How do you get to where?" You, and you know, if there was a map, I would have followed it. Yeah. But you can't follow it. It's a, it's a. You have to kind of let let yourself go and have destiny take over, yeah. take the reins. Are you a spiritual person, Lisa? Um, no. Not at all. No. Well, I have a ghost living with me. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm convinced of it now. Oh, I believe in ghosts. Oh, I'm you just believe not in spiritual. ghosts, not spiritual. They don't have to be of any particular persuasion. No, I think ghosts <laughs> are like chilling like chillin'. they just want to do what they want to do they like feel like spiritual it's like oh everything is you know karmic yeah. and things like that but i think ghosts are just like assholes like sitting around like us i think you're right because this one it only wants to touch my butt yeah <laughs> that's all it wants that to happened do. to kesha only it was like also in her listen if i have <laughs> nickel for every time kesha and i had something <laughs> <laughs> we are two peas in a pod, her and me. It's, uh, <laughs> I thought of changing the L in my name to the pound symbol for a while. <laughs> anyway, awesome. it's my uh, niece spells. Um, she's like thirteen. She because I have an older half sister. Yeah, and like way older. And she uh, spells my name in her phone because she has a phone as. Um, L-I dollar sign A. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I do think also it helps when somebody is um, just talking about how we get settled and how we figure out and navigate comedy stuff, when somebody is comfortable in their skin. Yeah. And you seem to me comfortable and have a presence about you. Thank you. Yeah, it helps. Really? 
so far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might lose it. But. <laughs> we'll see how it goes with a famous <laughs> grouse. But I think it's, I mean, I, you know, other people go to extremes to mask their real selves. Really? They invent characters. They uh, do all kinds of things. I stay away from that. Just I'm nice. 100% me every time. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, uh, New York, how do you navigate this? You've been taking the classes. You finally get old enough to drink. That helps. <laughs> So, yeah, so, so, yay so I time. become a writer. But then, uh, so you become a writer. You end up with the pit. Is that the first place you start? Um, yeah, like after UCB, like doing their like advanced study um, stuff with, um, like I did their improv um, curriculum, like whole class uh, thing up to like 401. And then I was like, I know I'm not made for improv and like going on a like Harold team, that kind of thing. I just know that's not my track. And I knew like, but I knew improv would help me in writing. And I kind of wanted to do that before writing so I mm-hmm. did their sketch program and then I I made it into the advance and I was like yeah that's awesome and um, then right after that I got on the, the pit team so I was like cool and at UCB you worked with Sue Galloway or no um no I didn't you just know her through um, some some way I don't know Sue Galloway oh I don't know. Maybe I looked at the wrong thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. To would know be awesome. Her. Know her? She, um, she, I, I mean, see her at the Worm Festival down there. She lives uh, over by me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met her oh. or spoken to her. But um, well, maybe this was, there was a nice that would introduction. Be cool. I think. Um, no, I mean Neil Casey was my teacher, and he did like a web thing with her once. Um, that I saw. Maybe they were friends. Maybe they're best friends. Maybe I don't that's know. it. Maybe don't they know. don't. Maybe they hate each other. I don't know. I hope um. not. I don't want. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> I think out she there. seems like a really cool, nice lady. She's very cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, she was uh, in a commercial as well. I was like, wow, she's cool. Yeah, that's all it takes, isn't it? <laughs> no, I People like knew of her, but cool. I was like, I recognize her. Right from, but she's from UCB. That's why I ask. Anyhow, oh. so you fall in with the, the pit. You figured out the pit is where you might. You want to go into sketch. Um. You're clear that the improv thing doesn't work. Was it the rules? No. The structure. I, I think the structure really helped me, and that's why I like love you. Like the game like the the whole thing of like the unusual pattern like keep playing that that really helped me because i have such an add brain that just otherwise my sketches would be like just no one would understand them just they would just be like my brain would just be so it would be like what is on i don't understand this why why is that what's the nature of the sketch um well i just generally my all my ideas are usually like super just non-linear ideas and just I usually take things and twist them or, or take things and, but without that structure, learning the structure, I couldn't like map things or, or parallel ideas well. I had to like really just write all the time in like a, a structured way to really be like, okay, this is how to take my idea and make it clear to people, you right. know? Which Show is always a challenge. And yeah. there's a real value in sketch comedy. Yeah. So I, th- I think that, like, the pit, they, they, I don't know if they focus, I don't think they focus as much on game, and they just kind of say, like, go with your idea, and I'm kind of just like, whoa, I'm all over the place, holy crap, but then, and I, you know, I'm very tangential, tangent, tangential, gentle, uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Uh, in my sketches, it would, like, go off into a side bit, and it's like, no, 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 no. keep track on this one idea, Lisa, uh, turn that other thing into another thing. It doesn't need to be all things. Yeah, so I don't think I would Not have been able to... family guy mode or whatever. No, you know I wouldn't have been able to go back on track if, if I hadn't been taught, like, stay on track. Right. It's a valuable skill. Yeah. I think the thing that I took away from sketch comedy is that every line has to serve... Yeah, that's the, cool. The joke that that's you great. have to you have to keep it moving forward, and there can't be a lot of excess. That's great. I or you, can, great. you have to have a confident performer who can really take you on a journey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and let the silences sit there, and just stew and be <laughs> be good, you know, to to fill it with yeah. their personality. Well, I think then yeah, then that serves it too because it's serving the character. Absolutely, and can and can move can move it along in some way. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned you were having some drama with the pit team. Um, yeah, is it, is we're, it past? Um, well, we're, it's not past yet. We're just we're probably gonna have our like as our as a house team our last show at um, in, in December. Um, but we just kind of want to focus on like video and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't really feel like it was a a real house team vibe anymore. Like the kind of new direction it's it's moving in. Has it always been the same people? Um, no, uh, we we. Um, change members a lot like people leave we you know people like come on people go it's like um i think like the same four or five people stayed on for a good while but um at its largest it was like 13 people like six writers seven actors and then it was um 
uh, now it's like eight people that do both. So, but it's, 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 a, it's a, we dec- long, a decent amount of people. Yeah, like we we like just we are so inspired by each other. But it was the administrative part of it that really made us like frustrated. So we kind of said like, hey, if we're just gonna like go and do our own stuff, we won't have these weird rehearsal bumps and all these weird things going on that we'll get frustrated by. And we can like just focus on like let's make this video, put it out, and, and like have it for people to see. Drama within sketch comedy groups <laughs> is not uncommon. And I think it's that yeah. thing that gets becomes the biggest hang-up. Well, I thought it was really weird how well we got along, considering we were all placed together. Like, we didn't know each other. I oh, mean, you didn't I, all come up through the classes together? We, well, we, um, you no. You didn't take classes. I didn't there. take classes in Pitt, no. but... Um, I'm following. I know sometimes it <laughs> seems like I'm not, but I am. No, yeah. well, I'm probably drifting off. But, um... Uh, most of us were just like chosen as like you, you apply and you had to have gone through something and, and then you, you get on. You submit a packet or something? Yeah, yeah, a packet. And so the only people that really like knew each other beforehand, like maybe one or two people had known them or met them, but um, one of one of the actors I brought on when we were just like, we need a guy. And I'm like, I know someone. And we all liked him. But um, usually it's just like they get on through the um, the directors they have at um, why I don't know why I did quotes they are directors um, <laughs> they're <laughs> directors that it they sounds have sounds like you have an opinion for, no I actually that's why I called it out because I was like that's rude Lisa um, they are directors and so they have these directors and they kind of choose the final word like who gets on and but I was so amazed by like how well we all got along like just personally we would like hang out like as friends like we just go like hang out together and just as you said it's really important I think especially for a sketch team because you need to have like on stage that chemistry the actors at least well you need to know what your, your players can do too yeah That's yeah you need key. to like know their little maybe yeah. they, they're unaware of something that they do right or maybe they just do this thing and it's like a side bit and you're like no that could be something right that could really be something <laughs> and it's it's really cool I've had some sketches come out of some really great ones probably like some of my best ones out of just like hanging out and just having them do some weird little thing they're making fun of someone else and it's like that's a character right yeah but it's also it's also tough to expand that into a real thing into a scenario I found I mean that it it certainly happens yeah (laughs) but you see that sometimes even on SNL where you're like that (laughs) character does not deserve a third (laughs) a third time around I mean (laughs) that character Mango might have been funny once yeah (laughs) but, but by the time it's like (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, a recurring thing opening well, the show. Well, maybe you haven't seen it ever, and you're just. Like I guess that's true. Turning into yeah, it. but even then, it seems like the joke. I, that's yeah. the kind of thing. I mean, we don't have to get into one television program or another, but always with the sketch groups, it becomes a relationship with the audience mm. where you want to see that person do their thing, like a musical band or something yeah. too, where you want to see them play the thing that they play. Yeah. And they're their instrument. You want to see that. You know, like you know that you'll get a chuckle if Will Ferrell does a certain thing. Yeah. So you want to see him do that thing. And you get attached to the character. So when a cast is really gelling, it's because they're connecting to the audience and you're, they're being used in the way that's right for them and by the so, writers yeah. and they're responding to material and that, they're, they're, that the audience has an in with them and they like them. Yeah. It's a key part of the whole thing. Yeah, I think so. But it's tricky. Yeah. There's always, yeah, there's always. So, whenever there's your... a cast change, too, that yeah. disrupts the flow because the audience that is yeah. sticking with it is there to see that person or that friend or whatever do the thing that they do. Yeah. Anyhow, but, uh... Yeah, it, it's hard, but I mean, um, it's, it's also funny because I've seen that change where, like, one person that was like a leading man role would leave and then someone that we did like we'd bring on another person but someone that previously had been like an awkward guy character just takes it on because that other person just because physically they looked that way they took it but now that he's not there the other guy filled it in and like crazy and it was insane like yeah yeah, it was like really captivating yeah yeah i love it i love (laughs) i do and um it's really cool to see, like, because because someone else is this role, you like take on this other role. It's really interesting how humans just do that all the time. <laughs> it yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, we're funny creatures. Yeah. But uh, here's what I'll tell you, as somebody just with I don't know the group, I don't, I have not seen it, so apologies. <laughs> but uh, just as somebody who was in a group, I was sort of outside of a group, then I was in a group, then mm-hmm. I got into a sticky spot with them, just interpersonal stuff and some 
creative stuff. Sticky. Sticky. The legal is another word for it. Illegal. And then, <laughs> then, uh, uh, then I was with the group again, and then finally just back as friends, and I think that's fine. I'm very that's awesome. happy with the way. Th- Usually that would not be the case. That's cr- no, awesome. and that's it's something you. You, you have to try and not lose perspective on the yeah. whole deal. And it sounds like you aren't in danger of that. Thank you. But um, it's, I don't like being in danger. No. I think people get caught up in that this is the thing that's going to make you. No. Especially early in the career. You say, well, we're going to get discovered, or this is going to be the thing that hits. Oh, and then that takes over. That like that takes co- over. That can be No, a, we were always told by like one of our directors, because like, um, our previous director, Steve Soroga, moved to L.A., but he, like early on, right, I think maybe like one of our first writers' meetings, he's like, you guys should treat this as like, a way to hone your skills constantly like yeah. this will not be the thing that gets you anywhere like you need to do your own stuff and you will meet people to do things with but this is not your thing this is to, to make you better at right. doing your thing exactly well that's yeah. some smart advice yeah i love and that yeah. i wish that that had been given to to me at he a young said, age like <laughs> looked at my salad once and he's like oh what is that and i'm like oh it's like uh chipotle salad and he's like oh i thought it was chopped you stupid bitch and like it was really hilarious no it was oh, hilarious chop, it was really chopped funny. from the place chopped yeah 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 it was really funny he has some strong opinions about that like <laughs> yeah no it was like they the one ones of the that serve in the plastic bowl uh the half basketball i think it's paper the chipotle, chipotle one no i'm very paper. familiar with oh, this chopped. Chipotle salad. i wouldn't know i'm me. just all about the chipotle yeah i think they give it in a half basketball Clear plastic half basketball <laughs> worth of salad. That's what it looks like. To I me. love basketball so much. <laughs> but that's such key advice. I I, I can't. Uh, that's you already know it. See, that's what I mean. This is the difference between generations and things. Is that you have people that have been there, who are who know enough about this to give you smart advice, mm. and you have the tools to put it all together to <laughs> yeah. get it out and connect to an audience. is It's wonderful. It's that's awesome. not. Yeah. Um, because it's it really has to be about you, as you as that person said, and as you took in, you know, honing your craft. That it's not. Yeah, I mean, you that's put the thing. too much on everybody getting there together. It's going to be a. You can see some people that are like really good at at something, and but they might not realize that their voice is in something else. You know, it's like what makes right. you unique is in something entirely different. Just because you're capable of doing something doesn't mean it's your thing. Right. But um, so sometimes like doing it over and over it kind of makes you realize like, oh, wait, now I'm drifting toward this. So that's kind of what it's done for me. Like just showing me like, okay, I'm doing this constantly. Like what am I drifting toward? And like just having new people and doing all this yeah. stuff, that's really shown me like what is your style? What is your voice? What is... Just better things like that. So. And what are you drifting toward? Um, I'm, I'm definitely drifting toward at least getting a better understanding of what my voice is. Um, um, before I kind of always wanted to try new things to be like, okay, I haven't done this, I haven't done this, let me do it yep. to see if I can do well. And I think, um, I think just, I think Ari Bukata said it perfectly. He's like, you take something really smart and then you make it retarded. And then that's, I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> so something with a real intellectual underpinning. Well, I'm like really, I just. And then bring it down. I'm an, I'm, the- I have these things that I do at my day job where I just, I have a contest with myself to see like how many books I can read in a day um, without <laughs> anyone noticing. Sounds like a lot of <laughs> a busy time at work. <laughs> no, it actually is, which is the funny part. But I so like trying to speed, try to speed, speed read. reading. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, and then I just read like textbooks um, only. Really, Wait, but you I say can't. that like no, that's nothing. You say that speed reading is like nothing. That's uh, like a real skill. Yeah, but I don't think I'm necessarily good at speed reading. I think I just read the. I can recognize what is like not important to what I want to read about it yeah. because it's nonfiction. So I'm not str- like yeah. reading a linear storyline. Speci- only nonfiction. Only nonfiction. Yeah. All right. For instance, what would a title be? Um, like Thinking Fast and Slow is like my favorite book. Oh, like self improvement books? No, like just uh, behavioral economics. Oh yes, okay. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> my favorite. I spent stuff tons to of read. time down in that aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's an actual aisle. No, I don't think so. Behavioral think economics. Yeah, that's like my favorite. What does that thing. even mean? It just means um, like the way people work based on like psychology like the way people interact with each other and oh. like why they do what they do that's really it and then yeah so well, like evolutionary like psychology would, sure well that seems like it'd be important for a sketch a writer 
Well, I think that's why I do it because I'm like, oh, I'm just I look I at see. the way you're doing this and I'm I see. using it because it's you're a, weird. You're just getting everything you need to be able to contribute to this. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> Thanks. It's impressive. Well, uh, and you, we have friends within this group, uh, or no? You're going to start doing video team? work within the sketch team? That's uh, yeah, I would consider them my friends. Yeah. I like hang out with them, I go to their like birthday parties and like, just that's regular a key. parties. That's the key part of it, isn't it? <laughs> um, you go to a birthday party, that's, a, that's an effort. Because <laughs> now you just say happy birthday on the wall and you're okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's like a cop-out, though. I think that's pretty... Yeah. Sometimes well. I'll like do something just because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be that person that posts on your wall. Right. Right. So I'll send a text. But also there are some <laughs> people that you won't even post on their wall. <laughs> well, if I, I don't log into Facebook <laughs> as much anymore, I just do Twitter. If I see that there's eight people, <laughs> You're maybe, like, maybe three. I'll pick there's the There's a three. reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you meant if there's only eight people posting here. Well, <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, that is also true. <laughs> that's also a time for self-assessment. Eight but, people. Yeah, uh, that's a good network of of close people, yeah. No, I mean on any birthday, I have many friends. I don't mean <laughs> to say that I have such a small circle. I'd like to get down to eight. <laughs> really? Are you, do you have anyone on the chopping block that's like close to being? I'm cut? just saying, watch it if you're my friend out there. <laughs> That's funny. You should have like a game, like a reality show where you're like, you're in, you. I don't know, you're Unfriended. on thin ice with me. Yeah. Yeah. Unfriended. Unfriended. Yeah. I, I host Dale's that show. Next, next top on friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last top friends. Something. We'll get it. <laughs> Just as a, a word of advice, I don't think there's a funnier sketch character name than Terry. Terry. Yeah. I'd like with an I or an E. Uh, Either way. Y or Either way. threes. I, I, I consider Y pretty funny. Yeah. Is but it a woman or a man, though? That's the genius. It can be. <laughs> Either way it goes, there's yeah. something great about saying, Terry. Terry, we we yeah. did a whole sketch where I would just lose it every time somebody said, well, Terry. And it, just, <laughs> it, it was delightful for me. So that's a freebie uh, for you. So uh, what's your process like, whether it's by yourself or whether you're within the team? Do you uh, write collaboratively or you write uh, by, by yourself? Do you um, write here on the table or you go to a, a nook? Um, I go to a nook, um, public nook. <laughs> Not the Barnes & Noble nook. but no. the uh, Is that what it was? Did they put that out? Did they? Oh, yeah, the nook, yeah. The, forgot the about not that. Kindle. I know everybody forgot. The not Kindle. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like writing um, in like little coffee shops, like little uh, really indie coffee shops, like that. Don't um, that it's just one of, not like a chain, and because um, yes, normally I can stay there for hours and they don't really care, but otherwise they're like, why are they here? Why are you they have here to, for so long? You have to get a coffee with it. Yeah. What do you I do? Regular milk? Um, no, just black. Black coffee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, That's I'm intense. just, I don't sleep a lot, so. So you need the black coffee to get going. Okay. No, I just like it. I'm sorry if this is too uh, wonky, but I want to know, <laughs> like, how comedy works now. Yeah. No, that's cool. I was, like, someone someone asked me the other day, um, like, oh, how do you, um, like, get, do you know how do you get into that, like, the flow, you know, yeah. that, that state of flow. They actually wrote a bunch of books on it. Yes, um, and you sped the. <laughs> I, I read it. Well, actually, going to Barnes and Nobles, and I, I wanted to see if it was worth reading because yep. I already know about it. So I'm like, well, is this fluff? Is this just cookie cutter? Like, oh, bubble gum. Everyone's gonna read it because it's a new thing. But like, no. What's the actual like neuropsychology behind it? Yep. And um, but you're also contributing to the demise of bookstores. <laughs> yes. Oh, just going Oops. in and speed reading all the Ugh. material. I no, and um, just I make ebooks and so I'd like pirate them and then I make them and yeah. So what? I don't what? Well, like one of my favorite um, <laughs> my favorite evolutionary psychologists who writes for Playboy now, Jesse Baring, he um, he has a book and I didn't read it but I because I couldn't pirate it. So I was like, Well, I can't Because you couldn't pirate it. I couldn't find out how to like download it oh, without I paying. Uh, okay. But I was like, I can't read your new book because I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> That's a friend. No, he's not like a friend. Oh, but somebody. He's someone that know. has like spoken to me and he's like really cool. Yeah. No, but it's yeah, like, I, it sounds like somebody I'd like to steal from. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, um, uh, someone was asking me like, how do you get into like a state of flow where you're just, you're just in the zone, you know, yeah. like that's what that yes. means. And I'm like, I honestly don't know how it works in my brain but i know that i can make myself do it and i right. that's why i'll like la write last minute sometimes i'll i know i'll write last minute so i used to 
tutor at City College, and I would actually tell kids, and they're like, oh, like, I, you know, they'd feel so guilty for waiting to the last minute. I'm like, you know how you fix that? Don't feel guilty about it. Yep. Just know you're going to wait to the last minute because that's how you work with, a, like, a rush of adrenaline. I only have two hours to do this paper. Let me do it. And you're just going to knock it out. And That's exactly how I've done everything. That's great. And I've been a tremendous success at everything. <laughs> at everything in your life. <laughs> but, but it's true. I, I process it. I mean, I will think of stuff right as my head hits that pillow. Yeah. And I'm still going through it. But I let it sit for a week, and then just I, it's in there. It's Some in the people background. do that. Yeah, you need to like wait and think about it for a long time. But before then it, it comes out. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean every I, work of masterpiece. Every work of fucking masterpiece. <laughs> just shitting some, gold. Some things benefit <laughs> from a second look. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I just know that I I always need to like have a an interest in a unique way. Like I always yeah. know that if I am. I always feel like I'm playing mm-hmm. when I'm writing at the last minute. I feel like I'm playing, too. That's yep. the thing. I'm not like, oh, I have to write this. I feel like if I have that rush of adrenaline, I feel like I can play. Right. So oh, I, good. This is the game. I get to do it. Yeah. yeah. So that that's definitely what I just need to always give myself, like, okay, I'm... That's kind of, like, why I like having a day job, because I feel like having ideas and tweeting during the day, it's like, I'm playing. Yeah. So, and so if I'm rewriting a sketch or if I'm writing a script, I feel like I'm not supposed to be doing it and like I know I'd love to do it just all day every day but I know I do it really fast if I have that I'm this is like the thing that I get to do yeah yes yeah no, I'm much more productive on comedy things at work yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the weekend if I just sit down to do it I find it terribly difficult yeah. to do and if it's in the evening well, Homeland, I gotta <laughs> catch up on, or some of these other programs. Well, if I just give myself a ton of sugar, then I'll yeah. then I can have the whole day and just write all day. Yeah, yeah. I would write at night. Yeah. If I, I, think, I, I yeah. mean, Most I've changed. Are like I've night completely owls. changed how I do it. Really? Just lifestyle-wise and job stuff-wise. You used stuff to write wise. during the day. No, I used to do it at night. I used to be up until three, until four, and all that kind of stuff. I love doing that. But now I find I have to get going. I have a burst in the morning, and then I spread it out throughout the day. Oh, wow. And I have to... You get a croissant? What do you get with the coffee? Um, Anything? Well, I'm allergic to wheat, so I kind of have, like, croissants. But I, like, today I woke up, and I just ate, like, the rest of the uh, ice cream I had in a pint of ice cream. Yeah. What flavor? Uh, chocolate with chocolate chips in it. Yeah. Because I was late nice. to work, and I'm like, okay, I need to, like, be productive, so I need to, like, eat this. <laughs> I think it was, like, a half a pint that I ate this morning. Of chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, I'm late. I have to do so many things. I also want to write today. Oh, my God. So I just went into the freezer and just started eating a pint of ice cream. I was really productive today, so that was good. <laughs> well, it works. Yeah. So kids, eat your ice cream. Yeah. No, it's just me because I'm like super ADD. <laughs> Do you have a favorite sketch that you've written that hasn't been produced? Um, yeah. Um, I have I have this sketch that I always loved that um, people would tell me that there's there was just something just structurally just needed to do, like like something but the first time I did it on stage in like a UCB class people really liked it but it it was produced but it wasn't like put anywhere for people to actually it wasn't recorded or anything and since then I've had people like read it and be like oh there's something off with it I'm like oh but people liked it so like how do I make it work so and and, because I know that it just I'd have to do a lot of production with it it was basically you know like the prodigal son yeah Um, so it's basically the prodigal son you know the son comes home and the other people like they're they're like bitter like why'd you leave and so it's basically that with like the whole Hubble telescope but it's like a family of telescopes and it's like the grand the first telescope is like the grandfather and like James E. Webb telescope is like the little brother and just the Hubble comes back and they're like what the hell and he's like back from 20 years in space and they're like oh you think you're such a big shot and like he's just like what and then you know it's like a whole big family drama and like I think I just need to find the perfect actual scene from like a movie to map it on right to, to make it a little bit more structured because there's just a lot going on with yeah. it but to i think the pe- audience some slight I, hook yeah i think sometimes with live sketch it's if it's crazy and it's like a good idea people will go along with it but like sometimes it's just like if that were produced like it would need to be a little bit more structured i don't know yeah i don't know born on the fourth of july maybe or <laughs> forrest gump something where the so person i've never seen forrest gump Oh, it's 
well worth your time. I have a thing now, like I won't watch Forrest Gump because I've never seen Forrest I Gump. I think you, you're not, you're, you're fine. You're fine with that. Mine was about a book club. Really? Yeah, the file has been lost, so I don't know exactly. Wait, really? Wait, yeah. if it was your favorite, then like, wouldn't you know what it said? I, no, I don't remember the actual <laughs> line. Oh, wait, but what was the premise? I, the premise was that it was a very skeptical husband. <laughs> like, about, I don't know about these book clubs. Well, he was about to so. leave, and the woman was coming in. She said, well, we're going to have our book club. And she said, I know what happens at the... He was creating some uh, fantasy about what was going to really happen. No, I like that because I like that character of that man. Like, I would actually want to see a sitcom of that man. It was just like... He hears of normal women, like a woman would just normally be in a, like could right. be normally in a book club. Anyone could be normally in a book club. Right. And it's just a normal activity for anyone to be in. And he's just like really skeptical. Things like weird shit goes down in it. Yeah. I like that yeah. a well, lot. Well, uh, see what you can do with it. No, you should do <laughs> no, it. It's oh done for me. I'll write it for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll do it. It'll just be uh, me on paper, just thinking of weird shit that'll happen in a book club. I think that's fine. <laughs> well, what would you like to do? Your dream scenario, ideally. Um, I just would want to be just always feeling like I'm like transforming something into something else. And like I've, I've, you know, when people would be like, "Oh, what do you want to do um, as a career?" Like I would always be like, "Oh yeah, like sketch writer, um, TV writer." And like, yeah, that's definitely like the gen, like the general way of what I would want to do. I'd want to like be creating something for something to be made. Or, but honestly, I just don't really see a specific thing. Like, I would love to be writing for a show like Workaholics. Like, that's like my favorite sure. show. And oh, like, yeah. that's like I've written like spec about it. And like, oh, like that I can do. That's like sketch, but it's it's also following a. That's the only show I've ever been able to be like that has a story arc but it's so like sketch that i can mm-hmm. do it for mm-hmm. 23 pages and it was like crazy i was like what right that's, that's insane. comedy central show and they kind of duck in they it's the it's linear but it has a little bit of yeah it goes in, so i think uh, i can meanders do, a little bit i would love to do like tv writing but I, I i also just i know if i did one thing i i could never do one thing that's i guess my point is like yeah. i would never be able to just do one thing i would always be doing like well and, and nobody's saying you have to do one thing yeah you can certainly <laughs> keep it open and do it and uh You've been doing great on Twitter, so congratulations on yes. that. You're getting points. That's changed the way that you write, do you think? Um, I definitely think it's changed the way. The jokes are great. Thank you. You write good I mean, in the, back in the day, you, the, uh, somebody who'd wrote, written that many solid jokes, you'd sell that as a joke book, or you'd get, you'd get a job selling jokes to comedians, or you'd do your own thing, whatever it would be. Yeah. You'd already made a lot of money. I, I think that's... <laughs> it's funny because... When I started, uh, this person like was like, "Hey, like, why are you?" They were like, "Oh, you should write. You should like <laughs> write for a late night." I'm like, "Oh, I haven't thought of that. Like, definitely. Like, Easy. now I will try. Like, <laughs> you know, like that. It's that's cool." But um, he he said he's like, "Well, you know, like, why are you giving away your jokes for free?" And I kind of just that kind of made me like sit and think, like, why? Like, why does he think that way? And I'm like, "Wow, it." Like, I would just never think of that. I would just be like, I'm doing this because I, I want to do it better, faster. Like, that's right. what I want to do. So it's like, you know, always I want to be getting better. If I can't throw out my best thing, then, like, what am I doing? Like, if I'm thinking of, I need to sell, this is worth something. That it's like I want someone to be able to steal my joke and for me to be like, oh, whatever, I can do something better right, right now. And like, people have gotten hired from it, too. It's not like it's, it's worthless to put I it out I didn't know there. that, but... That's cool. <laughs> sure, people have gotten book deals and television things, all sorts oh, yeah, of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Twitter. true. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, just having that is a, a I would frequent want, place I would where love you put things to be like, out. Clearly, she can do this all the time because I love doing it all the time. Right. So well, you're good at it. I just like. I also like the people on there that like they'll take what I do and then they'll do it again. Like underneath, I'll write something stupid and they'll. Like, sometimes I'll write something in all caps, just a rant of thought, and then someone will just take that and do it, like, a parallel thought of it, and, like, it'll just go down the line. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> You're making something happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. I like I like what's going on. You got some It's a big... good way to test out jokes, too, because sometimes Absolutely. I'll look at it and be like, wow, I didn't phrase it exactly correctly. Oh, God, that hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, when I mean, you, when it's a, when you realize what word it should have been, <laughs> the one article <laughs> right. I should have added, oh, crap. <laughs> why did I say this twice and that should have been better? <laughs> I've, I've had that moment. <laughs> Too many waters, <laughs> just so much water, just the word water. 
Well, you have some big Thanksgiving plans. That's coming up. Uh, probably just going to Long Island, chilling out with my family. Yeah. You see the twin? <laughs> probably. You make a special food? I love with, with um, doing that. No, I mean, they they all go crazy. My family is like, oh, gluten-free. Gluten. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, all I want is like the turkey and like mashed potatoes anyway. Yeah. So it like, doesn't matter. And they're like, oh, we need to make something special. I'm like, no. I'll fucking eat the turkey leg and like a fucking potato. That's fine. I don't care. Simple things. Yeah, the it? simple things. But I will be like driving around a lot with my brother. Like that's what we did for our 21st birthday. Like I went out drinking, of course, um, like the next day. But like the night before I turned it, I was like, let's do something stupid that like no one would do for their 21st birthday. We went off roading and we oh. got stuck on a beach and hmm. a dune. And that was cool. I've been stuck <laughs> in the sand in a Buick Regal. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It, it wasn't. <laughs> I can assure you. But uh, that's great. Do you have some things coming up? Um, I mean, we have a show. Oh, fuck. We're, what show? I think. Yeah, we can our, put the links on I mean, there. But yeah, do you have something? We can put the links on there. We've, um, my sketch team, Totally Yes, has. Um, totally Yes. Totally is what it's Yes. Called. Yep, I got as, it. Um, we are going to have a show November, I think the 18th, something around there. Um, and it's going to be on well, a November Tuesday. What? I think it's the 18th. Okay. I don't know. Oh, 18th. Um, Got it. I have to look at a map of time, which is a calendar. Um, That's what they that. call it. Yep. I called it that just now, but I realized Check as I was saying it that this is my map of time. <laughs> it just depends on the scale, I think, of yeah. what, <laughs> what's interesting. And so we have, a, we have a monthly show, so like that will come up. And then also we have our December show. And I will probably be creating – I think we – are going to turn ourselves into my um, chosen name because my chosen name was runner-up to our name right now. And people are digging the runner-up name yeah. for, like, our name once we, like, stop with, like, the just just stage and do video end stage, Yeah, um, which is Secret Wife. Oh, that's nice. And I really like that name. I better <laughs> do a qu- Twitter account right now so people will steal it. No. <laughs> yeah. But I like you know, that a name. Lot of, there's a lot of thieves <laughs> that listen to this program. But, uh, <laughs> well, that's good. We'll look out for Secret Wife. I'm always on the lookout. <laughs> but, yeah, if you want to see for some... a Secret Wife. We want... <laughs> we, um... But yeah, we're trying to do for like our last two uh, two monthly shows because we want to do like just like a video every month and also like some um, shows like a bunch of things a month. Like we don't yeah. want to just have like one thing a month. Sure. We want to like spread it out and just do things all the time. Um, and so, but we're trying to do like our our really good stuff for these shows and just be like, oh, we we did that once. It did really well. Why have we, we not done it? And right. let's Come do back it for a video. It. Yep. So let's do it on stage first and give people It's a very attention. smart thing to do. Thanks. It's very smart. But, well, this has been great. Thank yeah, you, Lisa. Thank it's, you. Thank you for having me. I feel like we should check in in five years and see what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> I know where I'll be, under a porch somewhere. <laughs> but uh, this has been great. I wish you all the best. Thank you. I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you. I hope you find a secret wife. <laughs> we'll see. Check your well, mouth. as you uh, just, I have a little business at the end. You can, you can just be, be your, be yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but as you listen to this, you at home, I'll be getting ready to debut a new solo piece as part of SoloCom, a festival of solo comedy at the Pit, which we've been talking about up there at 123 East 24th Street. And I'm hosting the Night of Characters, the Character Spectacular, on Friday, November 14th with just a great lineup of folks. And then on Saturday, I think around 9 o'clock. That's, that's a good spot. I Saturday love that at spot. Nine. That's an awesome spot. Five bucks, you can see me do something beautiful. That's I don't the know. G-spot. It's the G-spot is what it's commonly <laughs> referred to in the comedy biz. <laughs> I might involve a lot of wigs. I don't know. It <laughs> might involve my dream early morning talk show, Still Up with Dale Caesar. <laughs> uh, but come by and check it out. Now, uh, till next time, I'll be beginning to shovel my traditional Siva recipe cranberry gelatins into their empty whiskey bottle mold in preparation for them to take their jiggly place on our Thanksgiving Day table. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is produced and performed by James Bewley. Musical direction by Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by illustrator Louie Chin. Posters for Season 7 have been designed by Claire Prouse and Annie Carbo, among others. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Live shows of Dale Radio happen the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. Dale Radio is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. If you listen on any of those platforms, please be sure to rate and review us. Leave us a comment. 
Follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio or on Instagram at Dale Seaver or on Facebook or perhaps some other social media platforms uh, that you enjoy. Thank you for listening. As always, you're the best.